Hello, I'm your host, Mr. Chuck, a retired accountant turned truck driver. I reduced my debt in a relatively short period of time. Debt reduction to achieve financial freedom takes commitment, confidence, determination. How to stay debt free. The basic rule of personal finance is simple, but most forget about them. These are the basic rules to remember and to put into use daily. There are some debts that cannot be avoided and are necessary for everyday life. Knowing how to manage debt can help avoid getting deeper into debt. I tell people that I do a podcast about personal finance and mainly how to get out of debt and stay out of debt. 90% of those people say it's a simple, what do you talk about? It's one thing you only have to do. Don't spend more money than what you make. Well, in the concept may be simple. Today, that's almost impossible to do. That is helpful. So you want to try to remember that as you go down through the process of reducing your debt or through the process of getting your finances in order and keeping your and finances in order. You really don't want to spend more money than what you make. That's number one rule. The second rule is you need an emergency fund, which is nothing but a savings account that you set aside money in for those unforeseen expenses that may pop up in the future due to something happening. It's like in self-insuring yourself for the unexpected. That's what an emergency fund does. That's rule number two. The third thing is, what are you going to do with your money? You, I assume everybody goes to work. They earn money. The company ever pays them in cash? Probably not so much anymore. But at the very worst, they give you a paper check. What do you do with that money? You go to a bank, you cash it, what are you going to do with the money? You're either going to take the money with you, which then you have the problem of maybe overspending or somebody even robbing you, and it's called theft. Or you can put the money in someplace safe, such as a safety deposit box under your bed. But then that's kind of not helpful because when you need money, you have to go there and get it and you got to plan ahead and all those kind of things. So today is modern. You put your money in a federally insured bank. Make sure you protect your money wherever you put it. Federally insured bank is going to guarantee your money up to like $250,000. Don't forget that. Don't just put in any old bank, which some of these online banks may not be federally insured, or you may put your money into a money market that's not federally insured. So make sure you keep that under consideration. Protect your money at all times, no matter how you do it. Then you got to keep yourself either get out of the debt spiral or, and, or stay out of the debt spiral. What's the debt spiral? That's when you use your credit to buy things that you can't afford to buy today because you're spending more money than what you make. And then you think you're going to pay it off in a certain amount of time, but that never happens. So then you spend more money, you get deeper, deeper in debt. 
then you may be, oh, I'm going to do a consolidation loan and refinance all my credit cards and I'll get out of this debt. But you didn't eliminate the debt. You just changed the debt it, to the better. I'll get that, give you that much credit. But you still hadn't got out of debt. You keep on using those credit cards and it just, the problem gets worse. In order to break out of the debt spiral, you have to have an emergency fund. Because what happens? Let's say you need to buy something, tools or whatever, for work, clothes, whatever the case is. You put it on your credit card with the intention you're going to pay off in 60 days. But in 45 days, that something happens, your car breaks down. Now you have to use more credit in order to prepare the car so you can go to work. You just got deeper into debt. You tried to get out. Something happened because you didn't have an emergency fund. You had to use your credit. When you use your credit, it just gets worse. I hope you understand where I'm coming from on that. So the emergency fund is a important thing. Watch your spending. Have an emergency fund. Stay out of debt. Keep your high interest debt to a minimum. And that's generally credit cards, personal loans, payday loans, pawn shop loans, buy here, pay here, car loans. Those type of things are going to cost you a lot in interest. And how do you plan for your money? You got to assign your money a job once you have it in your bank account. But how do you know what, how much you need in that checking account? How much, how do you know? how much you can safely put in the savings account. Well, you have to know what your bills are. You got to know what your rent or mortgage is, all your utilities, your gas for your car, your food, and anything else that you spend money on that is a need. Needs are things you need to live your life. Wants are things you want to have to make your life better more interesting, entertaining, or just better off. I mean, at this point, your focus on your needs, housing, transportation, food, and then savings is a need because you need that emergency fund. So in case something would happen in the future, you have some money so you don't have to use more credit and go deeper into debt. I'm going to get back to don't spend more than you make. But you have to go through your life thinking that most of the time. You get so much money a month from work. How much does it cost you for your rent, your utilities, your food? Every month, you got to know that those items need to be paid on time. Because in order to keep yourself out of debt, you have to have a good credit report. And the better your credit rating is, the cheaper your insurance is, the easier it is to get loans, the ones you need, not necessarily the ones you want. And we're going to get back to that. So it all fits together. You earn your money, you put it someplace safe, you then plan on how you're going to use the money, or you're going to assign your money a job, that's what... You need a budget, the YNAB app calls it. They assign money to a particular job, whether it's to pay rent, 
pay your utilities, pay some insurance, pay your grocery bill, whatever the case, you're setting that money, giving it a job so you don't spend it on something else that you don't need. That may be something you want. And maybe you see that big balance in that checking account because you just got paid and you forgot next week I got rent due. That's half the money that's in there. I got to pay my utilities that same, some of them that week. I got an insurance payment coming up. Most of the money is already going to be used up if you pay your bills on time and you don't have it today to get that want that you may want to have. You mean even you think, well, I'll put it on this credit card and then at the end of the month, I'll have extra money and I'll pay that credit card down or off. That type of thinking is where you get yourself into trouble because now you're spending more money than what you make. Credit cards make that very easy to do. You got to separate your emotions before you buy anything, especially if it costs more than a couple hundred dollars. You got to do your research. Do you really got to think? Do you really want it? Do you really need it? Have you gotten by your whole life without having it? Why do you need it now? And think about it. Don't just spend your money uh, here and there. I mean, you're not in the grocery store walking up to the cash register and buying a pack of gum or a candy bar. These things get expensive really quick. So you need to plan ahead, separate your emotions from your finances and plan everything in advance. Keep your high interest debt under control. Put your savings first so you have that emergency fund and save for the things that you want. Now, how do you spend Less money than what you make. If you want to buy a home, it's going to cost you two hundred, three hundred thousand. These are just fictitious numbers I'm throwing out there, but you have to maybe work fifteen years to save up enough money to buy what a home costs today. Well, fifteen years from now, that home's going to cost more. So now you got to wait a little bit longer. So you never really get a chance to buy that home and the same thing with an automobile they they're expensive you cannot afford to not work so you need a car to go to work but if a car costs twenty thousand dollars and you make zero money that's a lot of money and then if you get a job where you make seventeen thousand a year after taxes it's going to take you three years to have enough money to pay cash for a car Well, that would be nice for transportation and housing, living, not spending more than you make. We're going to look at it in a different light. Yes, you're going to spend more that particular moment to attain those type of needs, housing and transportation. But we're going to also look at how much it cost me on a per month basis. That's why whenever you're buying a car, they don't tell you the total price of the car. They tell you what your monthly payment is. And the monthly payment is $200. I can afford $200. But what they're not telling you is the car is $12,000 and you're paying $6,000 in interest. So maybe it's not such a good deal. 
So maybe buying that car is not such a good deal because you're getting it with a loan that's a high rate of interest. So now you have to look at, I always ask, what's the cost of the car? How much is the interest on the loan? How long is the loan? I want to know more than just the monthly payment. Well, that's the end result. And for me, determining how much I can afford, but I still want to look at it in every angle I possibly can. Maybe I can get a better loan deal so I can buy a little bit more expensive car that's a little bit better and get a cheaper loan and pay the same amount. So you have to plan ahead. You have to do your research. Same thing for a home. There's no way you're going to save up enough money to buy a home and pay cash. So we have to finance it. And generally speaking, it's 30 years. And 30 years is a very long time. Now, granted, you can refinance if the interest rate goes down. You can refinance this, but that comes with some cost. And you can't do it right away. You have to wait a few years until you get some equity in your home. And that's another place people get into trouble. They then refinance, take out the equity, take out the extra cash, pay off some credit cards. So now they just refinance their credit cards to a 30-year loan. Granted, it's a lower rate of interest but you're going to be paying it for a longer period of time so maybe you're going to be paying more and then they continue to use their credit cards so they never solve their problem they just extended the problem these are type of thinking you have to do you know how much you make per year you know how much your take-home is every pay you can figure out how much your take-home pay is every month. What are you already paid for? Your health insurance may already be paid for because they took it out of your check before they paid you and your employer is paying part of it. Your retirement may already be partly covered because you're putting money in a 401k. And that is a place where people lose money because they got so much debt they think they cannot afford to put money in the retirement account through work. They're miss, missing out on the match and they're not getting any more out of debt. It's missed opportunity on long-term investments. So you got to put the money in the 401k. You got to figure out other ways to pay off your debt with what the remaining amount of money is. I recommend match up to at least the amount that your employer is going to be willing to match. If you put in 3% and they match 3%, that's the same as you put in 6% in by yourself. Take advantage of your employer's match. It's a benefit. Take advantage of it. And when we're looking at loans, as far as debt goes, you're Mortgage should be the lowest rate of interest that you can get on any particular type of loan because your home is the security collateral for the loan. If you default on the loan, they kick you out of the house and they sell the house, you get whatever excess there is, probably not if it's too soon. 
you probably don't get anything if it's within the first five years or maybe even longer, depending on what the market's doing. A car, similar, but they could repossess the car and you can still owe money on it when they sell it because the value of the car goes down a lot faster than what you owe on the loan. So that's why I always looked at buying used cars because I paid less for them. When you pay less for them, you borrow less, you borrow less, you can pay it off faster, even if you get a five-year loan, so that monthly payment is down there so you can control it, so that you know that you can make that monthly payment every month for five years, but there's going to be months where you can pay double or triple that. Well, pay extra when you have it, but you have the option of not having to pay it. That's how I look at these things. Assign your money. Keep your money in a place that's safe and federally insured. Before making any purchases over $100 or $200, do your research. Ask yourself, do you really need it? Can I get by without it? Why do I need it now when I never had it before? Things like that. Just don't rush into spending money. Stop and think about it. How's it going to affect your checking account? How is it going to affect your ability to pay your bills the next 30 days going forward? You only have so much coming in. Don't worry about the things you cannot control. You control how much money is coming in and you're going to control how much money is going out or what you are spending. And you control what you're spending it on. And part of that goal should be to keep the money coming in. You should want to keep as much as possible in your own pocket bank account as possible. That's where don't spend more than you make keeps coming into play. So when we say that we are meaning your, what's your monthly housing cost? It cannot exceed more than you make. In fact, it cannot exceed more than about 35% of what you make if you want to have a car, food, and everything else. Your transportation should not cost more than 15% of what you bring home. Your food should be around 5 to 10%, maybe even less. It's ways you save money is you go the cheapest route. A grocery store is cheaper than a fancy restaurant. A fast food restaurant is cheaper than a fancy restaurant, but costs more than the grocery store. The more things are done for you, the more things are going to cost. Do it yourself. If you don't know how to do something like repairing some minor plumbing, changing the faucet on in your bathroom, YouTube videos are out there. Watch a YouTube video. You can go to a big box store, buy a new faucet. Take the old one off, say a bunch of bad words, drink some beer, get a new one on, problem solved. You save the cost of waiting on the plumber to show up and his $300 to show up and $100 an hour while I'm there. And he's going to charge you a minimum of $400 just to do it. Then he's going to mark up the cost of the faucet. Why pay all that when you can do it yourself? There's a lot of things around your house, your apartment. Now, if you have an apartment, your landlord's problem. 
But there's a lot of things you can do that's a lot cheaper if you do it yourself than having somebody come and do it for you. Don't spend more than you make. Know where your money is going. Have an emergency fund. Set aside money for a rainy day. Make sure your money is safe in a federally insured bank. Plan before you spend. One last tip before my break. If you have problems overspending, get yourself a prepaid debit card. Put in a set amount of money. You can get a card for groceries. You can get a card for gasoline. You can get a card for whatever. Figure out how much your average spending is and you put that much on that card and you only use it for that thing. Groceries, car, gasoline. Now, on gasoline, give yourself a little extra because the price goes up and down all the time, mostly up. So you need to add a little extra in there. Once it gets down to where you can no longer pay for something, you no longer can buy that. Your spending is now, it's just like using cash. Once you spend all your cash, you're done. You got no more money. And you have to get by without buying any more of that particular item. Where it's groceries, dining out, car, gasoline, whatever the case would be. Whatever you set these things up for, it's a way for you to control your spending if that is a problem for you. I'll be back in one moment with my final thoughts. If you're interested in learning about an online software that helped myself get out of debt, it does tracking, budgeting, and keeps track of all your assets and all your debt. It even tells you how much and when to transfer money into your savings account and how much and when to transfer money to your debt and which debts to pay off in order first. It's not cheap. It's a one-time payment, but it will definitely be an investment, something in yourself and an investment in your personal financial life. If you're interested, send me an email at reducedebtincreasewealth at gmail.com and I'll send you the information about this online software that worked great for me. So let's review what you need to do to keep your personal finances under control so you don't get into a debt problem. Don't spend more than you make, which also includes your monthly payment for your rent, mortgage, your living, and transportation. Don't get sucked in to buying more things you can afford because they might say it's $85 a month. It's $125 a month. Well, that may be affordable. Maybe you can afford it for how long? For five years, two years, 10 years? You need to have more information before you make any decision because a lot of those little per month bills will get you in trouble also. Don't spend more than you make, general rule, with an exception on your mortgage, your rent, your transportation. Anything else, you gotta think ahead, you gotta plan, you have to put your money to work, 
You give your money a job. What bill are they going to pay for me in the future? Have an emergency fund, a savings account. So if something unexpected comes up, you have some money available to pay at least part of it. So you don't have to use your credit or credit cards to pay for that bill that may appear out of nowhere. Keep your money safe. No matter what you do, keep your money safe. You worked hard to earn it. Don't give it away. The bank needs to be federally insured. Whoever you invest with needs to be federally insured or have a fiduciary relationship, meaning they put your interest as the best interest. They're not doing it just to make a commission to earn an income like stockbrokers do. Keep your money safe. Emergency fund. Don't spend too much. Think before you buy. Have a plan. Have a budget. Tracking. Fairly simple. I didn't mention that earlier. But if you track all the money coming in, going out of your checking and credit cards, you'll be aware of what's going on in your life, your financial life. You'll have a, something to work with. You have a knowledge. I know my monthly bills are around $2,800 a month. I make $4,000 a month. I have a little extra. Some of that goes into savings. Some of that's going in for my vacation. Some of it, whatever the case, you have a plan and stick to it. Have a plan and stick to it. Don't spend too much. Have an emergency fund. Pay yourself first. Have your savings. Think before you buy. Don't overspend. Beware of these lenders. Beware of credit card companies because it'll suck you in saying, well, if you buy this, we're going to give you 1% back, 2% back. Okay, you spend $1,000, you're only going to get a cash back of 1%. That's not going to pay the thousand dollars it's not really worth it think be smart with your finances stay out of the debt cycle keep yourself debt free don't go with high interest debt and you'll have a much happier better financial life